Hi, I'm Carl Albrecht, and I'm a session and touring drummer here in the Nashville area. And today I'm with some friends of mine, Doug Gould from Sure Incorporated, and my buddy Mike Overland from Yamaha Corporation of America. And we're going to take some time today with you and go through the fundamental drum tuning, drum sound, and drum miking techniques, mixing ideas, just different fundamental concepts of getting a great drum sound. I know many people have asked, like, just how do I get the sounds out of the drums like I hear on records? Uh, and you may be playing in small venues, uh, you know, small theaters, churches, clubs, even home recording studios. And I believe these ideas and techniques will help you uh, find the sounds you've been looking for. So hope you enjoy this, and it's our honor and pleasure to be here. Let's get started. Okay, so let's start with drum sounds and a uh, little bit of t general tuning ideas. Uh, and I realize there's so many options with drums. This is a Yamaha Maple Custom Absolute solid maple shell. They're a little thinner design. They resonate well. I happen to like maple drums for both live and studio things just because I love the sound of maple and the way it spreads out. It just sounds big. And you can look at other drum kits. Birch is a little punchier, but a little more focused sound, not as resonant. So when you're miking birch drums, they actually may appear to be louder. But um, I'm not going to go into all the variety of that, but there are hundreds of drum designs. You just have to find what inspires you and what you like to play. And uh, that's always going to be the best policy. Plus, you know, just serving people you work with, you know, whether it's an engineer or an artist, uh, I, I like to make them happy and use drums that they're going to like. So a lot of things uh, will happen when you're asked to do that. By request, I'll switch things out. But today, we're just going to work with this. Uh, so drum selection can make a difference, but drum head selection and tuning will be the big deal. And today, as we go through sections, what's going to happen, um, you know, we'll take each drum and we'll talk about that. But in general, when I pick out drum heads, one of the key things you want to look for, uh, especially in tom heads, is the fact that you want them to resonate well. And I actually have a drum head here that was off of a 10-inch tom. This is a Remo Clear Emperor. And uh, what I do with these, when I take them out of the box at the store, I'll actually tap them so that there's some tone off of the drum head. And I'm going to come up to a microphone here so you can hear this. But they should actually make some noise. Now, even though you can see this drum head's been used a little, it's got a little stick mark, I've changed heads, and, uh, but this is still resonating well. So you'll hear this noise when I tap. That little bit of tone tells me that the head still has resonance. And um, this is something that, that can really affect, especially the sound of your toms. And you want to make sure, even though they're brand new heads, I always pull them out of the box. When you, you know, just thump them like that, they should make some tone. So that will help a lot. Just good head selection, whether you like Remo heads or Evans or Aquarian, it's really a personal uh, matter. Uh, I really prefer uh, specific heads for what I do, and I will talk about that as we go through each drum selection. And uh, before we got started, actually, uh, Doug Gould and I were talking about just kind of the nature of drums, and I kind of like to have Doug kind of share that perspective. Yeah, well, what you have is uh, individual instruments. It's not one instrument, per se, and there's a variety of things in here that cover different frequency ranges. Some cover low frequency ranges, some cover high, some are very piercing. Some have very quick attacks with quick, uh, quick releases. Some of them have uh, slower attacks with longer releases, and it's all over the board. So 
getting those things in tune first is very important. And then knowing a lot about mic characteristics, which we'll talk about later, will help you to, to develop a better mix for this um, instrument. Mike, you know, just in terms of mixing drums, um, do you feel in general that whether it's a big kit or a large kit that matters, or are you just thinking of every element, like the room size, or it's a studio, or it's a live gig? Uh, oh, how do you think of that? One thing that's sort of interesting about uh, uh, the contemporary drum kit, there's a lot of different ways to mic it. In fact, uh, Doug later is going to talk about some very interesting things that have some uncharacteristically uh, few amount of microphones. Uh, what we have here is a very common approach. This is a contemporary uh, miking setup where we have basically uh, a mic on every kit. And the thing to remember is the sound of contemporary drums is sort of a contrived sound. If you were sitting in front of a, a kit that where you could actually hear the toms panning across a drum tick, it would be like a 150-foot-wide drum kit. Mm. So what we're dealing with is sort of a contrived sound. And so we can, uh, we can actually place those different drums in different, uh, different places in our left and right mix. Uh, we can use different microphones for different characteristics, different EQ for different characteristics. So you have a lot of leeway as far, uh, as, far as making the drums that you have available to you sound uh, however you might want them to sound. So sometimes it's, it's kind of funny to listen to a recording and go, that drum sound was huge. What was it? What was like an 18-inch kick drum or something like that? Because you can go in there and sort of craft that drum sound in the studio. In a live performance, you're a little bit more subject to, uh, you want to get on the stage kind of what you want the kit to sound like. But in the studio, you can do, there, there's just no rules. And, and Doug mentioned earlier that understanding the rules uh, is a great way to begin to break the rules. But uh, you really don't want to enter into this thing uh, ill-advised. You really want to know the basics of miking, the basics of drum selection, like, like uh, Carl was talking about. Um, some of the best engineers know the characteristics of a birch kit and an oak kit and a maple kit, and will have uh, sort of a head start on the uh, approach to their EQ and miking and things like that. Uh, Doug is going to talk a little bit later about some very interesting miking techniques that uh, use far fewer microphones. But here, this very, very typical uh, contemporary drum sound mic setup, and we have a mic on every single drum. And the room does not come into play quite as much with this kit uh, as it would if you had a little bit more distant microphones and you were uh, approaching it a little more traditional approach, perhaps. Um, so lots of control, lots of leeway. Uh, it all starts with the right drum, the right mic, in the right place. But big kit, small kit, it all starts with getting the right drums, getting the right mics in the right place, and then approaching it from there. So. But don't be yeah. afraid of what you can do with the, the contemporary drum kit because it, uh, it's a wide open field as far as what we can do, the approach we can take to it. That's great. Yeah, I think you have to remember, is like, as you hear drums when they're mic'd, it's almost like going to a movie. It's, we're creating a picture that's larger than life. Uh, and I think what you'll see today, and as we talk about this, I want to show you, like, here's what it sounds like up close, the actual sound of the drum. So we'll demonstrate things pretty much flat. Well, we will. You know, this is a flat EQ. This is just the mic on the drum. And allow you to hear that. Then we'll, you know, do a few things EQ-wise. Uh, even as we go along, we'll do a few tricks. But uh, mostly we're focusing on the fundamental stuff, kind of drum sound 101. So let's get started. Let's head down to the, the kick drum here and see what we got. 
So let's start at ground level here, and then we'll work our way around to the other elements of the kit. Uh, down here on the bass drum, or as we call it, the kick drum, I'm sure many of you have found this to be frustrating because I hear drummers and engineers say, man, I can't get the kick sound the way I want it. Well, general studio approach, which now I apply to touring, whether it's a small venue or a big venue, uh, the only changes I'll make are probably in muffling, and I'll get to that in a second, but tuning-wise, let's start there. Uh, very simply, in modern, contemporary, what I could, would call pop music, radio music, uh, I pretty much tune the heads very loose. I mean, literally, finger-tighten the lugs all the way around, front and back heads, and then just one twist of a key. That's it. So when I'm hitting the drum on the mallet side, that drum head is really giving, maybe an inch or so, and it could even wrinkle. Uh, the, the only thing I watch for is that it doesn't sound like paper. Like if you can hear the heads flutter, you know, you hit the drum, and you know, you hear a little fluttering sound, that's probably a little too loose. Although I've worked with producers that are like, that's it, you know, that's the sound I want. So it's art, and uh, you know, this is an art. This isn't science necessarily. Uh, science is serving the art, you know. So um, uh, that's the way I start. I use a double ply head on the batter side down here, and you know, it's really loose. I'll hit it harder in a second. Tune very loosely, like I said, and the front head is just the logo head as you see it, with a hole cut, in a, cut uh, off at like either 3 o'clock or 9 o'clock. Uh, my preference is over to the side where you see it there because I want it opposite of the, my snare drum. So if my snare drum from where I'm sitting is on this left side, I put the hole for the microphone catty corner opposite so I can work the mic in uh, that'll probably get less snare drum you know, interference. But it's very minute what that does, but it does help a little bit. So here it is, very loose tuning. I have a blanket, or actually a bath towel, laying flat in the bottom, rolled up on the edges, touching both heads. This low tuning, this is what we sound like, so check this out. One, two, three, four. <laughs> 